Turn with me, if you would, to the book of 1 Peter. 1 Peter. And we're in chapter 3. We're going to look at one verse. Now, during the message tonight, we're going to look at many, many verses. But we're going to look at one verse. And what I'm going to do tonight is I'm going to teach you a biblical principle. Now, I have, I have spent so many years of my life just making sure that I understood biblical principles. Because, see, a biblical principle is something that if you will live according to that principle, you will prosper. If you violate a principle, you'll pay. If, if, if you live by the principle, you will prosper. If you violate the principle, uh, then, then it'll never go good for you, okay? So look at it with me, if you would, in, in uh, uh, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse number 7. Likewise, ye husbands dwell with them, according, talking about their wives, according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Now, I want you to go back, and we're going to pick out one word, and then we're going to magnify it all night. Giving honor. Say that word with me. Giving honor. Now, before we get done tonight, you're going to find out what that word really means. You're going to find out what the principle of honor is all about. And then I'm going to challenge you by the grace of God tonight that you will leave here saying, God, help me to honor the things that need to be honored around my life. And if you do, it'll change everything. Now, before I pray, I want to ask you one question. Does anyone here tonight have a relationship? It could be your husband, could be your wife, could be your child, uh, could be in-laws, outlaws, could be your neighbor, could be who you work for. Uh, but is there anyone here that has a relationship that could be improved? Just thinking, now, there's room in this relationship for improvement. And if you have a relationship that needs and could be improved, listen well tonight, okay? Pray with me. Father, in the wonderful name of Jesus, we come to you. We thank you that you're our Savior, you're our God. Uh, Lord, you're, the, you're our, our friend that uh, uh, sticks closer than a brother. You're our companion, you're our comforter, you're our helper. Uh, you're everything to us, and for that I say thank you. And I just pray now that you'll help me as I preach tonight. Lord, help me to share what you want shared. If I've prepared it and you don't want it said, Lord, help me to, to be wise enough tonight not to try to say it. And Lord, if it's something you want said tonight, Lord, give me wisdom to be able to be attentive and hear what you would have me to say. So speak through me tonight. And Father God, I ask you to do one thing tonight. Change all of us. May we be better when we leave than when we came in here. Now, before I finish my prayer, our heads are bowed, our, our eyes are closed. This is just between you and the Lord. But nobody's looking. I'm not looking. But I'm going to ask you to pray as I end my prayer. Pray this prayer. Pray it with me. Dear Lord Jesus, 
Help me tonight to truly live out the principle of biblical honor in all the relationships of my life that are so very, very important. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. You may be seated. You may be seated. You see, if you understand the principle of honor, it can help change any relationship. I I mean, if it's a husband and wife, if you understand honor, it can change that relationship. If it's a child and parent relationship, it can change that relationship. Do you realize the principle of honor can change the relationship between a church member and the pastor? The principle of honor can change the relationship between you and your friends. The principle of honor uh, will have ultimately, of all relationships, will change the relationship you have with Almighty God, okay? And, and, and again, I, I could, it can be your employer, it can be your neighbor, on and on and on it goes. So what we're going to do for about the next 40 minutes, I'm going to set you down like we were having a counseling session, okay? And you're going to ask me a question, how could I make this relationship Better. Now, you're the one that's got to put who the relationship's with. It may be, how can I make my relationship with God better? How can I make my relationship with my wife better, my husband better? How can I make my relationship with my kids better? How can I make the relationship with my in-laws better? How, whatever it is, you're the one that's going to be asking the question, and I'm going to be giving you the answer. Are you with me? Are we okay? Are we okay with it? All right, we're going to learn together, okay? Now, this principle of understanding honor is not just for somebody else. Boy, I I, I wish so-and-so was here tonight. Well, you know what? They're not, but you are, okay? They're not, but you are. And, you know, we spend so much time and energy on what we think others should do rather than spending the time and energy on what we should do. And I want you to get this because I'm, I'm starting with it and I'm ending with it tonight. Honor is a choice. How many of you know love is a choice? Love is a choice. Say, so well, I, I just, I just wish my love was better for them. Well, let me tell you something. You choose to love and you choose not to love, but honor is also a choice tonight. Okay. When we see relationships breaking down, it's it's simply because we have violated the principle of honor. Husbands and wives, you have one one mate feels like the other one doesn't really care that that the job is more important or the kids are more important or the sport is more important. And it breaks down the relationship. You have the churches. They feel like, well, the pastor, we, 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 we question their motive or, or they're just out for themselves. And you, you hear that a lot. And then on the other hand, you have pastors saying, you know, man, the church doesn't really care and the church only takes advantage of me. But anywhere, listen to me, anywhere that we violate honor, the principle of honor, we destroy the relationship That could be really, really good, okay? Now, with that in mind, I would think you're wanting to know what honor is, right? Right? Now, if I went around the room and just said, give me your definition of honor, 
I think would I, I think it'd be really uh, neat to just see what we call what we think the the definition of honor is. But let me give you God's definition of honor. When he uses the word honor here in our text, and you're going to use, he's going to use this word over and over again, and we're going to see it. It's the word "time" from the Greek language, and here's what it means. To honor means to esteem. It means to place great value into something. To honor means to give dignity to. So the best way to think about honor is this. When the, when the Bible said that the man ought to honor his wife, what he was saying is that you ought to put great value in your wife. Great dignity into your wife. Esteem your wife. Honor. Put value into it. Okay? That's exactly what he, what he's talking about. Now understand something about honor. The object, the object, you see, when we give honor, we're saying that the object, whether it's our wife, a friend, whatever it is, is very valuable to us. But when we don't give honor, we're saying they are not valuable to us. Now, it would be wonderful if I could say over here, when I give honor, it's saying they're valuable. But if I don't give honor, it just stays neutral. No, no, no. If I don't give honor, it's saying that they are not valuable. Do you understand? Do you understand this is one of the principles? If you use it, you'll be blessed. And if you don't use it, you're going you're gonna to be cursed if you don't. Now, how, how is it used in other places in the Bible? And you got a lot of scriptures. Let's just look at it. We're going to have a little bit of fun, okay? Now, I'm going to, all of this really is sort of by way of an introduction because I promise you, if you'll hang with me, I'll land the airplane tonight, okay? And when I land it, you're going to walk away here tonight and by the help of God, you're going to say, Lord, I can do that. I can do that. Now, how is it used in other places of the Bible? Well, John 4, 44, Jesus himself testified that a prophet hath no honor in his own country. Now, and, and what he was saying is in his own country, he has no value. How many of us have ever, uh, ever, uh, well, just take myself. You know, my brothers, I, you know, I pastored all these years and I, God's allowed me to do a lot of things. But to my brother, I'm Mooch. That was my nickname growing up, Mooch. And, 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 you know, all they, all, all they remember is just, I'm, I'm, I'm the kid growing up. You follow with me? Now, I think there's value in the fact that I'm your, he's my brother, but there's no value to him in who I am. Today, as the pastor and the leader that I've been through the year. Does that make sense? And that's what he was saying here. There's no honor. There, there's no great value where, again, he's talking about when, when, when he's in his own country. Okay. Romans 9, 27. He said, hath not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto Dishonor. One is for honor, the other one. In other words, this guy, the potter, he can make it very valuable or he can make it not valuable. 
He has the power to do that. Then he says in Romans chapter 12, verse number 10, Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love in honor preferring one another. Now we hear a lot about brotherly love, right? But in honor, great value. Do we place great value on other believers? That's what he's talking about, valuing one another. And then Romans 13, and I was looking, you guys don't have those scriptures up there, right? Okay, so let's turn to some of them. You want to do that? Turn, if you would, to Romans chapter 13. We're going to have a little bit of fun right now. I I, I am so honored that uh, Pastor Malcolm has given me the privilege to preach tonight, and I will not do anything that would would, uh, hurt or shame uh, what he is doing behind this. I take very serious. I want to be a blessing. But I want to take just a moment and show you something in the Bible. And when we're talking about honor, Romans 13, okay? Now, 13 verse number 7 says, Render therefore to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom is due, fear to whom fear, and honor to whom honor. Now, the context of Romans 13 are the powers that be. Let's just go back, your your turn there, so we can take a little time. Let's look at it. Look at verse number one. Let every soul be subject to the higher powers. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Then he goes on to say, Whoever therefore resisteth the power resisteth the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But... But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid, for he beareth not the sword in vain, for he is a, is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Who, excuse me, wherefore ye must needs be subject, not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. For this cause pay ye tribute also, For they are God's ministers attending continually upon this very thing. Now, let me just stop right here. You know what he's talking about here? He's talking about policemen. He's talking about judges. He's talking about people that, that, that in a civil society that, that have rule over us. Okay. And do you know what he called them there? He just called them ministers of God. I was in a meeting one day and, and, uh, there happened to be a judge in that meeting. Of course, I knew him. He knew me. And, and I forget what it was. He said, no, no, no. We let the preacher do that. And I said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Do you know, according to the Bible, you have been ordained of God as a minister? You are a minister. Now, isn't that quite contrary to what we're watching on TV today as they knock windows out and hit policemen upside the head and, and all of this crazy stuff? Let, let me tell you something. The Bible says that these people come into our lives to, as ministers to protect us. 
And the reason that I don't have to take revenge is because they're ministers on my behalf to get revenge for me. Are you with me? And do you know what he said? We ought to what? Honor them. You know what that means? Place great value in them. Now I'm going to tell you something. I worked in the police department when I was in seminary in Houston, Texas. And so listen closely. I saw the good, the bad, and the ugly. Okay? But let me tell you something. The bad and the ugly was very little. But the good was really good. Are you with me? And you know, I, if anything comes out of all of the stuff that's going on around us, I just hope and pray that policemen will police themselves. You know, the only way to get rid of a bad apple is for the good apples to throw it out. Amen? But you see, it's only when we don't police ourselves that somebody has to come in with power on that. So so understand something. We have the world today saying that we ought to be against all of this stuff, and yet God said that there are ministers on our behalf for good. And do you know what he said? He said, if you're doing bad, you ought to be afraid of them. Now, I don't know about you, but how many of you have ever been speeding and all of a sudden you hear a sound and look up and there's a blue light behind you? Don't raise your hand. I, I, want you all to, I don't want you to lie because some of you won't lay, raise your hand and you got a ticket last week. But boy, as soon as you hear that siren and see that blue light, what happens to your heart? Tell me, what happens to your heart? You say, oh man, I'm going to get to talk to him. I can't, oh, I, I hope I know them. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just telling you, I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, honor, put the honor there. And by the way, if we would do that, that would change a lot of things in this country right now. Listen to what 1 Corinthians chapter 12 says. And I love this. Verse 23 and 24. Well, let's just turn there. I told you I would, and then I was getting away from it, okay? I want you to know that I sent Dustin all of these these scriptures. He just didn't do it, okay? Oh, they're behind me now, okay. <laughs> Somebody wasn't doing it, now they're doing it, okay. Well, listen, listen to what he says. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor, And our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need. But God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacketh. Now let me just, let me just ease that one into how, do you know what? There's parts of my body. I've been riding horses since I was in diapers. Okay. But years ago when my granddaughter started riding with me, I wanted her to wear a helmet. Now you gotta understand, I'm a, 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 I think maybe a cowboy. And cowboys don't wear helmets. You, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but my granddaughter said, Papa, why are you not wearing a helmet? So I started wearing a helmet because my granddaughter was wearing a helmet. Are you with me? Now I want you to know my granddaughter saved my life. Because I was riding one of the most gentle horses you could ride. And I, like I said, I, I've been riding them since I was in diapers. I've never had this happen to me. But I got the girth too tight and the horse was so gentle as the grandkid's horse. And I was going to ride him that for a while to, to make sure he's gotten a little tired and ready for the grandbaby. 
And, and he, I cut his wind off. He couldn't breathe. So I got on him and I'm walking, right? I'm walking up and we're about to have prayer with a group of people before we ride. And we're walking up toward there and all of a sudden he slung his head and flew, threw his head back. And the next thing I know, I could hear somebody saying that horse is dead. What happened was he passed out. And right before he passed out, he panicked and he flipped backwards. When he flipped backwards, he threw me onto a rock about that high, about that wide, and yea long, and he threw me onto the top of the rock. He came over on top of me on top of the rock. Then we scooted down and his head was laying on my chest. Now the only thing that saved my life was the helmet. The helmet I had on was was busted in five places in the back. Now, for those of you, any nurses in here? Okay, now I'm, what, you're, you can confirm what I'm going to tell you. You can get a lick on this part of the brain and that part of the brain, and it'll hurt and do some damage. But if you get hit right back there, just right on that part of the brain, it swells up. And no matter what kind of medicine they have, most of the time you die. So what saved my life was that helmet. Are you with me? Now, you know something? I had a knot. I, I really hate that went down because I looked like Popeye on this arm. You know, that thing swollen up like that. I, I, I'm Popeye, you know. And then I broke, I broke my ankle. I broke my leg. Okay. Now you say, why didn't you have a helmet on your, your arm and your leg? Because you can fix that. That can usually be fixed. But the brain can't be fixed if it goes to swelling on you. Are you with me? Now, here's what Paul was saying. Paul was saying that there's parts of our body that are more important than other parts of our body. Now, if we watch TV today, what parts of our body are most important? Our nose, our eyes, our ears, our hair, right? Our teeth. Isn't that true? And, and But we don't think much about the kidneys. We don't think much about the liver, right? We don't think much about the bladder. and We don't think a whole lot about the guts, the small and the, the large. Are, are you with me? You see, those are the uncomely parts. But let me tell you something. You can live without that good-looking part. But you can't live without the uncomely part. So what was Paul saying? Paul was saying, man, give double honor. And he used the illustration in the body, the body of Christ, believers. Man, don't look at somebody and say you're more valuable than the other, but look at them and, man, give double honor. That what you'd think is not that valuable, give double honor to it. Well, let me get down to, again, 1 Thessalonians 4, 4, he says, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. Do you know what he's talking about there? He's talking about we give great value in our Christian life. How to, how to, how, how we possess uh, his vessel in sanctification and honor. We pay great value on how we live our lives. I, I'm going to tell you something. My Christian life is more important to me than anything in this world. How about you? And I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to do something stupid. And that's what he's saying. He, he's saying, man, great value. You know, we used to sing years ago in the church, I am a child of the king. You know, we're children of the king. I used to be a child of the devil. Now I'm a child of the king. And I ought to put great honor in the fact that I am what? A child of what? The king. 
By the way, he owns it all. First Timothy 1.17 says, Not now unto the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Now what did he say? To the one wise God, be honor and glory. What did he say? Put, put value in, in God. How valuable, how, how do we value who God is in our life and what he does? What great value and worth and dignity do we give to God? Let, let me show you how it's used again. First Timothy 5, 17. Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the word and in doctrine. Whoa. Do you know how you ought to be treating Pastor Malcolm and these other men that are on your staff? Double value. Now, wait a minute. Not just honor. He said double value, but he, he, he clarifies it. Especially they who labor in the word and in the doctrine. Guys, I'm going to tell you something. I've never heard your pastor preach a bad sermon. I've never heard him preach a bad sermon. I mean, he comes in here excited to preach and fired up to preach. And, you know, and, and the reason he don't have good lighting up here is because he don't even look at his notes. He comes in and he does all this, then pulls the thing back and then comes up here and preaches. He, he, but one day, listen, trust me, I may be in heaven by then, but one day he'll get bifocal. And he'll change the lighting up here, I promise you. But I've never heard him preach a bad sermon. And you, you know what? Years, years ago, years ago, God, God put your pastor and I together. And I think God allowed me to be an influence in missions in his life. But I want you to know something. He's been an influence in my life of wanting to do more to see the church grow. Are you with me? And do you, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Because I have seen so many of these guys that have had growing churches, and thank God for that, but they, they have compromised on everything. I mean, they, they just, they just compromised. They no longer preach on this, and they no longer deal with this issue and that issue. And the thing that blessed me about your pastor is let me tell you right now, he has never cut back. He has never compromised on teaching you guys the whole counsel of God. And do you know what he's worthy of? Double. How much do you value him? Then double it. Double it. What kind of value do you place in him? Well, let me go on from there. I could, I could stay a long time right there, but, but I won't. Again, again, he says uh, in 2 Timothy 2.21, If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor. In other words, he's, he, if you go back and go to verse 19.20 and, and get a running start, he's talking about that we live right and we do right. In other words, I'm, I'm going to honor the fact that I am now a Christian. We used to sing a song years ago, I, I'm, I'm not the person I used to be. There's been a change in me. I'm, I'm not. I, there's honor in, in the fact that my life is different. And that's what he's talking about. Hebrews 9 tw- and verse number 2. Listen to what he says. But we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor. Man, you, you, you want to talk about value? 
You want to know how much God loves Jesus? Just look at how God values his son. And if God values him, how should we be valuing him? Then listen to what he says. 1 Peter 1, 7. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor. Listen, my faith. There's great value in my faith. There's great value in your faith. Amen? How do we honor it? And, and you know what? You're, you're not going to blow it for a hundred bucks. You're not going to mess it up for a thousand dollars. You're not going to mess it up because the business deal would go south if you did what was right. Your, your faith is more important. You value that. You value it. Listen to what he says. Revelation 4.11. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. He's worthy of the honor. That's what he says in Revelation 5.12. Saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor. He is worthy of the great value and dignity we would give to Him. So let me ask you, what do you honor? What do you attach great value and dignity to? What do you esteem in your life? You see, my lifestyle... And my actions will tell you what I honor. Isn't that right? What I value, it will tell you. Now, let me illustrate uh, the word honor to you. And, and just as simply as it can be illustrated. You see, if the president of the United States, and guys, I'd say this whether it's a Democrat or Republican. But if the president of the United States walked in this room tonight, I think we would stand in honor, wouldn't you? You know why? We place great value in what? That position. If you go into a courtroom, and I don't know if you've ever been there. Like I said, I used to work in one when I was in seminary. And the judge would come in and, and, and the bailiff would say, all rise. Why did we all stand up? Because we were honoring the position of that man. A man comes home. A husband's been working all day. He comes home and, and when he pulls in, gets out of the car, that front door opens up and here comes a couple of young'uns running and the wife is saying, Daddy's home. Daddy's home. Hey, hey, that's the greatest sound he'll ever hear. Why? They're saying there's value. They're honoring him. Isn't that right? Why do they come running? There's honor there. I read a story years ago of a young man that had left his hometown, wanted to get away, had been gone for 10 years. He came back on a train, and when he got off the train, he was standing there just looking around in front of the station, and the conductor of the station walked up to him. His name was Jim, and he said, Jim, uh, are you going out today? You see, he didn't even recognize Jim had been gone for 10 years. All he saw was Jim standing there. You see, there was no value in Jim. That conductor had no value in Jim. And so, guys, let me tell you, things that we have no value in, we pay no attention to it. Isn't that true? There's no value in it. But if we place value in it, it changes everything. And by the way, a revival of, 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 of honor would be one of the greatest things that could ever happen in our churches. Do you realize where honor is on a pedestal that gossip and backbiting and tearing down is at a minimum. It's at a minimum. Now, I did say it right, at a minimum. 
Because let me tell you, in every church, I don't care where you are, every church, the devil does all kinds of things. Let me tell you, he's not fighting the folks down at the bar. He's already got them. He's trying to mess us up here. Amen? But the way that we combat the devil is honor. Honor. Honor is what we live for in the church. And it changes the way we react to people. It changes the way we react to problems if we have honor. Now, We determine, and this is so important, we determine the value, not the object. You see, my wife does not determine her value. Are are you aware of that? I determine it. Are you with me? I determine it. You know, my kids don't determine their value. I determine it. I determine their value. The object doesn't say, hey, I'm worth this. No, we we place the value on it. Isn't that right? And the greater value that we place on it, the greater honor that we place on it, the greater attention and the greater care that we give to it. Now, how many of you, how many of you have a, a, a ring? Might be a wedding ring, may just be some kind of ring, but you called your, your homeowner's insurance and you told them about that ring. You don't have to raise your hand, but you know what I'm talking about. Because if somebody stole it, you want that baby covered, right? If I told you I've got a ring here and I hold it in my hand, it's worth $10,000. Let me tell you something. I lose that ring. Mine, mine's worth 99 That's what I paid for this one, 99 Okay. But if it was worth $10,000, let me ask you, what? how would I react if I lost it? Huh? Now, you, you look at that ring. That ring didn't place the value on itself. A jeweler placed that value. Isn't that right? And you agreed with the value he placed on it when you agreed to buy it. Isn't that true? So, you see... I, I can't, I can't walk into you and say, out here to you and say, you need to place this kind of value on me. No, 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 no. I can't place my value. You have to place the value. Pastor Malcolm, he can't walk up here and say, this is how you ought to value me. He can't place the value. You have to place the value. And it's the same way with every one of the other men on the staff and, and the members and, and the leaders of this church. They can't say, hey, look how valuable I am. No, you place the value. I've heard people say, don't let the door hit you on the, in the, on the way out. You want me to tell you why you can say that? You don't place any value in them. You got a child that you love with all of your heart. You've raised them the best you know how. And they're mad and angry. And they're leaving home. Do you say to them, don't let the door hit you in the rear end on the way out? I don't think you do. I don't think you do. You know why? Because something very valuable just walked out that door. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I've been around some people that I didn't care if the door hit them in the rear end on the way out or not. They were of no value to me. Are you with me? Are, are, are you with me? But they weren't church members. And they weren't friends. 
And they weren't people I was trying to love and help. Are, are, are we following this together? I'm talking about in the body of Christ. We ought to care about people. But the, I, no member can say, I'm this valuable. You and I have to place the value. The, the object cannot place the value. Now, let me, let me give you the second thing, the danger of misplaced value. When we value the wrong things. You say, what can we value wrong? Your car. Your car. Your house. Your horse. Your motorcycle. Are, are you with me? We were just newlyweds and we lived in Houston, Texas. And we lived in Houston, Texas when Houston, Texas was the murder capital of the world. And so we had a lot of circumstances because you never buy a new car when, when you're in seminary. But we had to buy a car because I, I can't tell you, but, but we had to. Trust me, if you know me, I don't drive new cars. I could, but I don't. But I was, we had a new car. And Katie was working on another area town and she was supposed to be home at a certain time and she wasn't home. And I'm, and now we're in Houston, Texas, okay? And I'm thinking, oh, Lord, what's happened? She's been kidnapped. She's been raped. She's been killed. And, and she's only, what, about an hour late, something like that, a little over an hour late. And I, I'm, I was just, I, I, I was, because, listen, we lived in a part of town where if I was out in my car, cranked my car, and, oh, forgot something, okay, if I was running up the steps of that little apartment, I locked the door behind me just to go up and get something before I came back out. Because if I didn't, the, I, we lived in the part of town where somebody would come in and see you. Are, are you with me? I mean, we, we lived in a bad section of town. And when she got home, she came in, and the first thing she did was she started crying. And when she started crying, it confirmed it. She was kidnapped and raped, but not killed. And she was crying. She said, I wrecked a car. And I ran out to see how bad the wreck was. I still hear that when times when she gets historical. Not hysterical, historical. You cared more about that car than me. And you know what? That was the dumbest thing I could have ever done. Do you understand? How many of you, how many of you can get a witness on that? That's just really dumb. But that's what you do when you're newlywed and just pure stupid. In love, but stupid. You know, just stupid. We place value on the wrong things. Now here's the message of Jesus. Matthew 6, 21. He said, where your treasure is, there will your hearts be also. You see, what we treasure is what has our heart. If I treasure something, it has my heart. That means that I honor it. That means that I put great value into it. And let me explain to you even how our culture falls into that. How many of you have ever, ever heard anybody say, well... My heart's just not in it. You ever heard that? That means there's no value in it. How many of you have ever heard this statement? Oh, with all of my heart. What's that mean? There's value there. Isn't that right? There's value. And what Jesus said, he said, what we treasure, what we treasure, 
gets our heart. It gets our heart. What we treasure, we honor it. And then what we treasure is where we have our hearts, which means it's where our feelings abide, and that affects everyone and everything around us. If you've got my heart, I have honored it. That's why my heart's into it. It's great value. It also has my emotions to it. It has my feelings to it. You see, the higher the value, the greater the feelings. Are, are you with me? I run into somebody and say, man, I tell you what, we just, I just don't have that love and feeling in my marriage anymore. I can tell you why. You don't honor it anymore. If you put value into it, your feelings follow, follow value. Isn't that right? Now, I'm, I'm going to give you an illustration here tonight. I wish we could, everybody could look at this, but this is a family heirloom, okay? Katie's great-great-grandmother had this in her house, okay? So her great-great-grandmother had this. By the way, I promised I would not let anything happen to this. So she had her great, the, the value of it. Now, now what, th- this thing came from London. It's a special kind of china, okay? Came out of London, okay? Now, probably when this was made, it could be bought for pennies, wouldn't you think? But, but now when you take great-great-grandma, gran- uh, great-grandma, grandma, and pass it on down, then we got, uh, we got mama, and then we got our daughter, and then we got our granddaughter. So do you, do you see the value of this? Now, how many of you sense the value of this? Huh? And you say, well, it didn't cost but just a few cents. But the... Oh, oh, oh good. Night. Mm. It didn't break. What just happened to you? By the way, Lord, forgive me. I lied to you about all the grandparents. But how many of you, your heart stopped when you heard that thing hit? Talk to me now for a minute. How many of you, your heart stopped? Huh? How many of you thought, oh, oh, Lord, family heirloom. Are you with me? Talk to me now. Are you with me? Let me ask you something. Was there any emotion in that? Was there any feelings in that? Talk to me now. Was there any feelings in that? You want me to tell you why? Because I had told you the value of it. And the value wasn't in nickels and dimes and quarters and dollars. The value was in sentiment, family heirloom. The value, do you see how I placed all that value in that little old 49 cent cup? Right? And then when, when it looked like I had dropped it, well, I did drop it, but when it looked like I had destroyed it, It just like something, I mean, almost like somebody hit you in the, in the chest, wasn't it? <sighs> now listen to me, listen to me. If you want to get that loving feeling back in your home, place value on it. If you want that loving feeling, righteous brothers, you still watch that? <laughs> You've lost that loving <laughs> I saw a couple of those teenage girls. They've got it. They know it. Hey, they know it. Hey. Says, so the righteous brothers, you got two Baptist preachers. 
<laughs> You'll get it. Some of you, some of you still didn't get what I'm talking about. How many of us remember the righteous brothers? That's back in our day, right? Old folks today. That's, you know, that, that's back when it was okay. It's not okay now, but it's back when it was okay. Now, that love and feeling in your home, that love and feeling in your marriage, that love and feeling towards your children, you want that? Then Jesus said, just get your heart into it. And how do you get your heart into it? Man, value it. Put value into it. You want your marriage to be better? Just value your marriage. Value your wife. Value your husband. Put value into it. I, I, this, I had, a, had a guy the other day complaining about it. He had to, had to go do something with one of his kids. And I thought to myself, God, I'd give my right arm to get to go do that with my boy. That'll never happen again. He's in heaven today. You know, just value it. Are, are, are you with me? Value it. What, what relationships around you? If you would just start placing the value in that relationship, how would it change? What would happen? Now, that's the positive end. Put the value. The, the, man, put honor, put value in it. But now remember, if we don't put the honor and the value, then we do the dishonor and the devaluing. You say, Brother Duck, how do we how how do we do the dis, dis how, the how, how do we do the dishonoring? Well, by having thoughts. Let me let me talk not just words, but thoughts that are dishonoring. Or you're saying to somebody, you're no longer pretty, or you're not pretty, or I, you know, you're uh, you know you're ugly and. And, uh, you know, you're stupid. I I mean, anything you begin to devalue, guys, it just takes it. It just takes the affection away. Listen, I can't tell you how many people down through the years of pastoring. And I pastored for 46 years. I'd have somebody say, I'll tell you right now, I love my church. I love my church. And six months later, they wanted to kill somebody in the church. Or they're going to go somewhere else. They don't even care. No, 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 no. Listen, every church has problems. You say, how do you know that? Because I'm a member of one. Okay, if this church had no problems, when you became a member, it then had a problem. Right? But it's made up of people, and people have problems, right? But what we have is a thing called the grace of Almighty God. And that's what we've got. And listen, in the church, don't, don't look for, you know, if you go to church and you look for what you can find wrong, you, you can, you, you'll find it, it's there. But go to look for what you can find that's good and honoring. And if you'll go looking for what's good and honoring, what you can put value in, you'll find that. You'll find that. Just, just remember, just as we're to honor, boy, if we're not careful, we can dishonor. The negative, the negative, it, it, it's decreasing honor. And when we do, the feelings decrease, but the positive, it's honor increases and the feelings increase. So what do we do? Well, remember that honor is a choice tonight. Honor is a choice. And you know, that is some kind of a cup. I dropped it. I, I talked to those guys. I said, Ben, I don't want to drop this up here on your wooden 
platform. So they said there's a metal thing. It hit, did you hear? It hit right on that metal and bounced up. That is some kind of a 59 cent cup. That's unreal. That's unreal. This is one of those you could get in a fight with it and not break it. <laughs> well, let me bring us. I, I, I think, I think we're at the landing. I believe we're there. So let me ask you, what relationship in your family, in your life, do you want it to be better? Then can you start doing the honor? Can you start honoring? Just place value in it. Just place value in it. Place value in it. How many of you, not, not, I don't want hands raised, but there's some of you, when I, when I talked about, you're, you're already devaluing things. I tell you what, my, my husband, he just, he's a loser. My wife, I, I, when you start talking negative, you're just devaluing it. You're just, you're just sucking the life out of it. Talk about the good. Talk about the good. Are, are we okay? Put the honor there. You say, well, I'll tell you right now, they're just not worthy of honor. Whoa, 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 whoa. Didn't you learn something a minute ago? The object doesn't place the honor, the value. Who places the value? We do. They can be worth something if you want to make them worth something. Or they can be worth absolutely nothing if you want them worth absolutely nothing. I don't know about you, but life's just way too short not to be getting all the gusto out of it we can get. All the enjoyment out of it we can get. Amen? And then join our wives and join our kids and join our grandkids and join our family and join. Man, just enjoy your job. Do, do you realize, I, I mean, we could, this is one of those things you could talk for 10 hours about it and just pick out anything you want and take off. Just are you putting, are you honoring it? Or are you putting value in it? Or are you dishonoring it? And if you're dishonoring it, you're going to lose. If you're honoring it, you're going to win. And I hope, I hope that every one of you listening to me walk out of here tonight and say, God, by your grace, God, by your strength, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to place value in everyone and every per, every per, everyone, everything that you've put around my life. I'm going to put the value there. But ultimately, God, I'm going to put the value in who you are. I'm going to honor you. I'm going to honor my Christian walk, my Christian life. And God, I'm going to be that kind of Christian I ought to be. And God, I'm going to honor those that you've placed in my life. And they can't, they can't put the price tag, but I can. 